It's the final week without Central Michigan football. That's right, the wait is almost over. One more Saturday, and then the Chippewas take the field down in Columbia against the Missouri Tigers. Coach McElwain updates us with all things from the second scrimmage this past Saturday and gives us an overview of how fall camp is going as the Chippewas are about ready to wrap it up and get ready for game prep. And our guest this week is former CMU defensive lineman Tom Grobel. Just wait until you hear his excitement for CMU football to return here in the fall. Thanks for coming back and downloading this week's episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. Well, hey, Coach Mac, we've got a football season that's coming up pretty quickly here. How you doing? We do, and uh, you, know, you just reminded me we're while we're uh, taping this episode, we're uh, 12 days away, man. It's just like Christmas. We got 12 days of Christmas, so um, we're we're excited. We've actually. You know, we had a really good, uh, you know, kind of final scrimmage on Saturday and, and uh, got a lot of kids, uh, you know, that, that I think are really going to help this football team, um, you know, as the season progresses, a lot of young kids and uh, newcomers. And, and it was good to see them uh, be able to take a lot of reps. And uh, now we're, we're finishing up the details of kind of all the, all the little things that can pop up in a game, whether it's, you know, taking a safety, uh, whether it's, you know, kick after safety, whether it's, uh, you know, kick after, uh, you know, a penalty, you know, all those things that can kind of happen. Uh, we're really hitting those, uh, specifically here in the next couple of days. And, and then we'll, we'll get into uh, kind of game prep here towards the end of the week for Missouri. I have to imagine that that Missouri game or any first game of the season, is that like a Christmas morning for Coach McElwain? Yeah, no. I, well, uh, especially this year. Um, you know, the opportunity to go on the road and, and play a, you know, an SEC opponent, um, something that, that's exciting and I think would uh, be great for our, uh, not only our players but our university and, and – uh, you know, we're really uh, we're looking forward to it. I'm I'm excited about this football team, like I've said from the start, and uh, uh, really looking forward to, you know, getting out there and getting that first game under our belt. Well, let's talk about that scrimmage. I know last week, Coach, you you kind of said it's like moving day, where guys are trying to fill out roles and try to assert themselves and you know make themselves look good. Obviously, to stand out and get some playing time coming up against Missouri in the rest of the season. So what did you specifically see on Saturday? Well, I, I, you know, start with the defensive side. I, I, you know, was, was a little leery uh, going in with the depth at our defensive line, but, but I really feel like uh, we're going to be able to roll some guys through. Uh, and, and that, that's a good thing. And, and uh, you know, some of the guys that might've been a little out of shape last year with all the things going on or, are uh, really in shape. Uh, you know, Quezzy is, is uh, you know, back to playing the way he did as a freshman, you know, has his weight down, and, and he's uh, really become a dominant force in there. Um, really excited about our ends. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's good to see. You know, we've, we've got a couple transfers in here that are going to help us and, and play throughout the year, and, and so that's been good. And, uh, you know, some guys at Whiteout, um, you know, are starting to step up. I think uh, Remy is is a guy that that uh, really excited. He chose to 
uh, give it a shot for another year here. The transfer from uh, Stephen F. Austin, and and uh, he's a guy that'll play a lot of snaps for us, and and that's been good to see. And and uh, you know Tyson Davis, uh, you know the little freshman has really really exploded here. He's starting to get it. Um, I think as the season goes on, he's a guy that'll be a lot of fun to watch for people. So, so that's been good. And, and like I say, uh, you know, with, with the loss of, of Kobe, which is a huge loss for us at the running back position, you know, some guys have really stepped up there and, and I thought Bracey had an excellent scrimmage and, and, uh, as well as those young guys, uh, we, we've got three of those guys that are all, basically in the same class because we Grayshire at that first class, you know, in, in, uh, Bailey and, in Luke's and, and, uh, you know, this young Stephanie kid, uh, uh, he can really run. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. That sounds like you've seen, uh, you've seen a lot of good things. Uh, l- let's start specifically on the defensive line and really maybe the lines in general. We, we talked, with Coach Cummings, uh, I think a week or two ago, and he mentioned this being uh, the best depth that he's had since coming in in 2019 on the defensive line as well. I mean, you as a whole coach, and maybe it simply is just because you have more numbers because it's a bigger team this year, but do you feel secure depth-wise on the lines where everything starts up front? You know, much better. I mean, obviously the first year we stepped in here uh, (laughs) – I, I'm not sure we had enough old linemen to even have spring practice. So just from the fact <laughs> that we can actually put, you know, a couple of lines out there is, is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably something he referenced. And then obviously what we went through a year ago, um, we, you know, we basically went, you know, with, with six old linemen to that last game with one of those guys being a converted D lineman. So, um, it has really helped. And, uh, you know, some of these guys, uh, you know, not necessarily are we hoping that we've got to throw them in the fire right now, but at least, at least we've got numbers. Uh, and that's a good thing. And I think our, you know, top line guys are, are really talented. You mentioned with the wide receivers, uh, Remy Simmons and Tyson Davis, uh, Tyson, a freshman out of Goodrich, Michigan, and and Remy comes over from Stephen F. Austin, a a senior Illinois native. Uh, Those guys, speed guys, or what have you liked about what they're doing here in fall camp, Coach? Yeah, no, they can really run. And, uh, you know, that's that's a bonus. Plus, they're very explosive, and and both are quick. And... uh, you know that that's been good. You know, Gums has done a great job too. That the the other transfer. I mean, we we, you know, you really feel good about that. Kenny Brewer has come on and and uh, had two good really weeks, two good weeks back to back, and 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 I'm happy about that. And I I guess in saying that, even with like, you know, as I move forward with our linebacker crew, I guess part of what I feel really good about is we've got some guys now that. Um, also will really help on, you know, be solid contributors on special teams and, you know, guys that can run and guys that want to play. And, and, uh, you know, that's only going to help us in the long run as well. Specifically on offense, Coach, you always talk about those explosive plays, those big plays, chunk plays that uh, you try and get against the defenses. And a lot of those come with speed on the outside or, or getting it to your position players, your key players 
would you do you think that the speed is is better than where it was last year, or how would you compare it to what you've had in the past here at Central Michigan? Well, I think we just we've got more guys that can run. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I you know, KP is as explosive as as there is, and uh, yet he can't do it all by himself. And you know, he did that first year. Obviously, we had to use him in some different ways last year to get him the ball. Um, and yet now I think we've got other guys that, you know, if they do try to take KP away, you know, they, they better not sleep, you know, on the other side of the ball, you know, on the, on, on the other side of the formation. So um, those are all real positives. One of the other things, just to finish up on the wide receivers, uh, you mentioned last week you saw a little bit more in terms of the drop department than what you wanted. Was that cleaned up here at the scrimmage this weekend? Yeah, yeah, we did We did a little better job, and I can see the guys starting to get their legs back, you know. Um, and really what this week is uh, is a focus on details, uh, crisp uh, amount of reps, and yet don't overload it. Uh, and what we're doing right now is – you know, now we're 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 kind of trending down a little bit as and what I mean by that is in rep volume and player load. Um, we've been really fortunate uh, to be experimenting with a catapult system uh, that gives us actual evidence on where our guys' bodies are as far as uh, you know their 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 speed, their their um, accelerations as well as their workloads. And, uh, you know, that, that's been just, man, uh, you know, before you just kind of looked as a coach and said, Oh, you kind of, your team kind of looked tired. <laughs> now you have the, now you have the data to back it up and, and, uh, that's been good. So, you know, really this week, uh, you know, we're going pretty heavy, uh, today and tomorrow we had Sunday off, uh, Wednesday, we'll do a, what we call a perfect Thursday type practice and make that kind of a game run through uh, situation in spiders. Um, you know, Thursday will treat as a Sunday, an in season Sunday, where the guys do a lot of recovery work uh, down with the trainer and the strength staff, as well as obviously meetings. Um, pick up a couple practices on Friday and Saturday, and then you know, my goal is to, you know, work somewhere between, you know, give them 48 uh, to 56 hours off where they're not not off from football, but off their legs. Uh, so we really hit that uh, Tuesday practice now uh, of game week, um, you know, at, at, at top speed moving forward. And have you guys already started focusing on Missouri on the field, or does that not actually come until game week? Right now it's all just about improving yourselves and figuring yeah, out what you're going to look like. We're still improving ourselves, and mm-hmm. we might be sneaking some things in without the players knowing it, um, you know, that they're going to see again when we get into scouting reports. Um, but we'll really start, um, you know, to zero in on them on Friday. We've talked uh, about most of the offense here over the last couple of weeks, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, offensive line, but one position group, Coach, we haven't really talked about is your tight ends. I wanted to get your thoughts um, on what you think it's going to take this year to get more out of the tight ends in the catching game and how that group has looked here in fall camp. Well, 
you know, part of that is really up to them, you know, the ability to get open. That, that's, uh, that's one of the big pieces, you know, Joel Wilson, who's kind of been banged up throughout his career has, has had a good camp. Uh, he's a guy that, that can be a matchup problem and, and he's got to be that he's got to be able to come up with big catches. Uh, Hunter Butchkowski, you know, is, is the things that we ask him to do and, and, you know, him being able to catch the ball, he's got really good hands, um, and, and advance the ball from the flats. Um, it's something that's good. Uh, and those two guys really complement each other. Keegan Kasu, who I, I think we have talked a little bit about, you know, kind of finding a home. And, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that, that uh, will play a lot of football for us at tight end as well. So, um, you know, that's a group, group that's got to keep coming and, you know, really have to help us in, in uh, not only the run game, but in the play action game. Anything specific, Coach, from the scrimmage Saturday that you thought, hey, these are things that we still want to fine-tune or, or continue to improve on as this fall camp gets going over the next week and a half? Well, I thought we, uh, you know, we, we, we did a lot better on our third down, uh, you know, which, which was really a Achilles heel for us, you know, and has been a huge point of emphasis, as it is every year. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's something we got to get better at. And I thought we uh, – we did a good job there. Um, you know, the defense stepped up in the red area where, um, you know, the previous scrimmage might have been the other way around. Um, you know, the, my biggest thing when you kind of are practicing against each other, you know, let's face it, each side kind of knows each other's calls and that kind of stuff. But what I was most impressed with is how hard both units played. Um, I really thought the defense did a great job of running to the ball and, uh, you know, getting around the ball. And, and that's, that's a big part of playing good team defense and, you know, offensively, uh, you know, being able to execute off of some of the explosives that were made, uh, you know, at a quick tempo, I thought was really good as well. And that's something you told us last week as well, coach, you were really impressed with the way the defense ran to the ball in that first scrimmage. So, I, I know it's it's been a point of emphasis not only on third downs, but with Coach Aki yourself, just the defense kind of getting that swag, that mojo back that they had in 2019, and it sounds like they're moving in the right direction here. Yeah, they are, and there's there's good leadership right there. Both Troy's, you know, Devani, um, you know, there's just there there's 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 good leadership, and uh, you know those guys are demanding it from each other, um, and and you know that. That's all part of being a good team and, and more importantly, a good teammate. So uh, that's been good to see. That was going to be my next question, Coach. With so many players and so many new faces here in such a short span, just in general, how is this team coming together as a family, as friends, as just playing together for the first time? What have you seen in that aspect? Well, I think it's been good. You know, I think our guys were here, you know, I met with them. You know, and let them know, look, there's going to be 54 to 58 new faces in this room uh, that, that you guys don't even know. And uh, yet you're going to have to learn to trust them and they're going to be playing alongside you come next fall. And, and uh, I think they took that to heart. They've done a really good job of, of trying to explain to these new guys the way the expectations of how we go about our business. Um, you know, I, I did a little mock uh 
<laughs> um, Friday kick script the other day, and boy, am I glad I did it. Because uh, you kind of forget that, you know, shoot, we've, like I said, we've got over 50 new guys that had never been through it before. And the expectation of the detail and the precision and the speed in which that is to be executed, um, I know we're going to be better at it next time. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the, and then how about the coaches? You, you've got a few new coaches that are coming into camp for the first time as either first time on staff or in new uh, coaching roles. Have you felt like the the blend together of this coaching staff is working cohesively? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously, Ian, uh, you know, is coached with us before when we were at the University of Florida. And, and you know, I coached with Coach Zordich uh, at, at Michigan. Um, I knew that would be an easy transition. And then Alvin, uh, you know, who I'd known for a long time and, and some of the other guys had known, you know, he's, he's slipped and, you know, fit right in. And I think that comes with his experience of, of uh, you know, when he was at LSU, um, obviously as a as an assistant and and then his time of working camps with us uh, when we were at Alabama he he kind of gets the expectation and the workload um, so it wasn't new to him he was he was able to step right in let me ask you I mean there's so much football but uh, these guys got to have some fun as well has, has there been any fun type of team activities well you got the guys you know out there yeah you know I did yeah I'm but, you know, I actually, you know, we, we took an hour and 15 minutes uh-huh. and we went to, uh, out to a farm. Okay. Um, out to farmer Tom's place on the edge of town and, uh, Tom and, and his brother as, as well as a couple other guys, uh, you know, Pat Jarman and, Mark all pitched in and they put a breakfast on for our guys. Okay. And the amount of guys that we had that have never seen farm equipment, you know, they had all the farm <laughs> equipment out. And I look across the street and here's half the team walking through the cornfields, you know, it's, it was like, you know, night of the kid in the corn or whatever the movie was. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Uh, tackle the corn kids or whatever that guy was, but uh, I thought it was really, really cool, and uh, I know our team really appreciated it. Um, they did a they did a fantastic job, and and I just you know want to say thanks to those guys for you know thinking enough about you know giving our guys a meal and and uh, putting it on for us. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I just, it, it's great when guys just friends, you know, said, Hey Mac, we'd love, like to do something for your team and, and, uh, for them to put on that breakfast and donate their time and money and, and, uh, see our kids, uh, really enjoy that. I, I, I tell you what, it was neat. 
Well, I think some of those experiences are, are some of the best. You know it, Coach, being around players and, and just individuals. They're going to bond on the football field, but they bond in some of those extracurricular activities like that off the field. So good for them to just kind of relax, enjoy a meal together. They're working hard for you and the coaching staff, and that sounds like a pretty cool time. I know that that picture seemed to – it surfaced on social media, made it to Twitter, I believe, last week, and that's that's a pretty big group. So I imagine there was quite a bit of food there. So they did a fantastic job, I'm telling you. And, and uh, you know, the people at Mountain Town catered it, and um, they do a fantastic job feeding our team. And, and uh, you know, it's just, you know, for me, you, you bring a lot of kids here from a lot of different areas. And, you know, the majority of our kids have never even seen a farm, you know, maybe on TV. And uh, certainly I've been up close to combines and tractors and, and, uh, you know, just to see them even pick an ear of corn, you know, off a stock that that's there, you know, like it, it, I'm telling you what, it was, it was something special. And, uh, you know, those are, those are some of the things that, that you get to do for guys that, that, uh, you know, they may never see that again. And, uh, you know, I just really want to say thanks to those guys that put that on because, uh, that was a very nice gesture and, and, uh, it was, it was great for our kids. Yeah. It sounds like a, a great opportunity. And, and again, coach, just to kind of wrap up here before we bring in our guests, it, it's so here, here was kind of cool though. You, you're driving in there and here it says, you know, and it's farmer Tom's farm There's a Murphy spread out there. Mm-hmm. And it said, you know, Murphy's Farm since 1892. Now, just think about that, right? Um, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people run between now and 1892 that have, have worked on that farm. But, uh, you know, I tell you what, it was a neat, neat deal. What, that you were, what, four or five years old back in 1892? Yeah, right. No, I can. That's one I can actually say. I'm not really sure about that one, but uh, no, it was it, it, it was a it was a lot of fun and uh, great to see our kids uh, just kind of get an education and and see something that, like I said, most of them would have never thought that they would ever see something like that making some memories in fall camp off the football field and uh, truly welcoming the team to the Midwest. You cannot be in the Midwest or the state of Michigan without going out to, to visit a farm. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. All right, coach. Well, Hey, we've got another fun guest this week. I mean, we had Joe Staley last week with the 49ers, former offensive lineman for the Chippewas. This week we flipped to the defensive side, former Chippewa from Back in the late 70s, Tom Grobel is set to come on here and join us. Yeah, really excited about this one, too. Uh, you know, Tom's a great supporter of ours, too. Not only was he a great player and was part of a couple of championships and, and those type of things, but, uh, you know, also uh, gave back and, and donated uh, the money for our defensive line uh, coach's office, which, man, that – that's that's pretty awesome and and he's always been a guy since i've gotten here um and and even long before that um has really been a big supporter of of what we do and how we do it so this will be this will be a lot of fun to have groves on 
Well, let's go ahead and bring in our guest, Coach Mack. Why don't you take it away? Yeah, I will. You know, it's just uh, I love doing this with former players. And, and of course, in this case, uh, a guy that has, has gone from former player to really giving back to the program and, and the needs of what we need and helping so many so many of our players. But, uh, you know, former defensive lineman and, and uh, great player that, that won a bunch of championships here. Tom Grobel. Tom, how you doing, man? Doing coach, doing really good. Thank you. Well, you, uh, you know, I was able to see you here on the ribbon cutting here a couple of weeks ago. As uh, you know, I just wanted the people to know that that you actually donated our defensive line uh, coach's room, and and that means so much. But tell us about that uh, ribbon cutting and what you thought about the place. Well, I love the new Champion Center. It is first class from uh, top to bottom. Everything is uh, is wonderful. When uh, we were thinking about being able to do this to really uh, change things up a bit because we were being left behind, uh, I'm taking uh, some people on tour, some of the Board of Trustee members, and I'm showing them the pedestal shower. Not pedestal. I, I think that's what it is. A pedestal shower with like four or five heads on it. So that's the same one that I used when I played here in 1977 through 1980. I said, it's time to redo that. If you if you walked into the restroom, same thing. You know, you have two stalls in there and you probably have about 100 guys that are waiting in line to use it before the uh, for the game. We, we You know, that's, that's just the, the, the minor things. And some of the some of the things that we've added when you go up to the uh, to level where the uh, sports medicine uh, area is, uh, three pools, one pool with a zero gravity uh, treadmill inside it to help the kids that, uh, that are, uh, are uh, incapacitated, have, have some, uh, some injuries, some owies. And then two other ones, a hot pool and a cold pool. Boy, I wish we had stuff like that back in the, uh, the day where we're taking the ultrasounds and giving ourselves warmed up on the knees and shoulders and things like that. It's just first class from top to bottom. You walk in through the front door, even before you get to the front door, the two bronze statues that the Anson yeah. family donated of both Herb and Roy. And I was lucky enough to have both uh, men as my uh, coach. I had uh, Roy Kramer for one year and Herb for the uh, uh, coach Dramedy for the rest of the, uh, the time I was there. Just uh, it's a it's a great honor to, uh, to to them, and then walking through the front door and going into the the uh, the Frank Kobiak uh, and Gay Ebers uh, uh, lobby, just just uh, it's first class all the way. Well, it it uh, you know, and it it's one of those things where you know people like you, um, you know, that this place means so much to, and and you know, giving back. I think you know that's something that that you know, is, is lost sometimes is, you know, really, you know, when you look at maybe what this place meant to you and maybe did for you, um, you know, your ability to give back. I just, I just want to say thanks, Tom, man. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. You're, you mentioned, you know, both, you know, playing for both legends, uh, you know, when you were here and, you know, obviously being part of a, 79 and 80 Mac championship team kind of tell me about those teams and really kind of what set that apart for you. Boy, it, it, uh, I mentioned this to you and during the ribbon cutting too, I went from a, 
a great high school, but uh, they unfortunately didn't have too much of a team. If you if you were on the field and you look at the bench, I don't think there was anybody on it when we were playing. So it was two wins and nine losses. I was lucky enough to be on a team that was uh, senior lead, uh, senior leaders driven the entire time. Uh, they they were like your mentors the entire time you were there to to play for four years and have a thirty eight win five loss and and one tie uh, record it was just wonderful and winning uh, my junior and senior winning the uh, conference championship it was it was just uh, awesome the way that you played was uh, you never played for yourself you played for the team and you were more upset if you made a mistake than trying to point a finger at somebody else saying something you tried to do your best and not let anybody down. And with that, with the senior leadership that you went all the way, it was a, it was an expectation to win every game when you stepped on the field because you went into a tradition of winning and this is how it's supposed to be. You won every game. And uh, there are some other players that have some, some uh, famous lines and it's, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. That's, that's really the way you felt every time you stepped out on the field. And you expect it to win every single time. Yeah, and I think you know, uh, you know, with with those two and 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 those coaches and and their understanding, you know, of you guys as players. I mean, the leadership within those staffs that that helped mold that that culture. Uh, that had to be something that. Was there anything in particular that you guys kind of did, if you think back, that kind of you know, really was part of breeding that culture. I, I'd say it's just what I discussed too. It's the seniors that were a mentor. You you were never a threat to taking a, a certain person's position. They expected you to be good enough to, to be in the, you know, to step in if something ever happened, because everybody goes down, there's always injuries. What, what you have to, what you have to be is the person that knows if somebody goes down, you can step right in and the wheel will keep on turning at the same speed. It's there is no disruptions whatsoever. And so that's, that's what it is. When it came to your time to shine, you stepped in and you did your job. And that's, that's basically what football is, is do your job. Everybody is going in the same direction. Everybody is, uh, you know, on the same boat. And I'm not going to use that uh, other football coach who likes to say something about a uh, or or whatever, but, if everybody's pulling in the same direction, you know, you're going to win the game. It's, it's not, uh, it's not you making a mistake. It's letting the other team make the mistakes. You have the discipline where you're not going to jump off sides. You have the discipline where you're not going to uh, go in the wrong direction when you're supposed to be going right when everybody else is going left. So that's, that's what it's, that's what it's all about is being able to, You've been mentored with the, uh, the the people that are over you, and uh, everybody wants everybody to perform at the top of their game. You know, you you uh, you 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 left here with a you know a degree in health education, and yet um, kind of made a niche in in a in, in a way in, in <laughs> surfaces, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out health education and <laughs> the world, you know, where those kind of mesh, but I would imagine even in business, some of those same principles really helped you. 
That is, uh, you know, when you start in the, uh, the, the, uh, the business I've been in for, you know, 30 some years, it is, uh, especially when you're, you're starting out, it is, it is brutal. Eight out of uh, 10 people won't make it. And that's right. just the, the odds that, that you have there. And so being able just to put your head down and plow forward and not accept no and keep on, uh, keep on going. And even though you look in the mirror in the morning and you look a little disheveled, you just, uh, you st- tell yourself, yes, I can, I can do this. So yeah, the discipline that you learn in sports helps you carry through, uh, along the way. When I, uh, when I graduated from, uh, from college, I had a choice of continuing on education. I was accepted down in Tulane and master of science for hospital administration. And then I was, uh, I received a job where I could uh, start working on, uh, on get this on the construction, uh, construction side. So where I would call on all the plant engineers for General Motors, Chrysler, Ford. So I, I, you know, when I, when I was growing up, we didn't have much, uh, much money. My dad was unemployed for most of the seventies because he worked for a steel company and the steel company uh, folded. And so I was ready to go out there. I wanted to make some money. I wanted to earn, earn a living. And so I started plowing ahead in this. I meet a friend who is a neighbor across the street at, at a concert. And he says, you know, you're doing really well in, uh, in business. He says, you'd be a, you'd be good, uh, good uh, being a stockbroker. And that was back when they called stockbrokers back at EF Hutton days in 1984. And I said, well, sure, I'll give it a try. And so since 1984, that's what I've been doing. That's fantastic. And, and, you know, obviously working together as a team and, and that, you know, and then really being in a, a people business, you know, where, you know, those connections are made. Um, how did you kind of, how did you take some of those lessons, you know, and, and how you have to deal and, and, and sell and, and uh, really uh, uh, be around all those people, you know, and, and how do you, how did you kind of narrow that down as you kind of went along the way? Well, you need, when you're first starting out in the business, it's, it's survival. And, yeah. uh, the best thing you can do is, uh, join a bunch of organizations just so you're getting your face out there and talking to, uh, to, to people. So you, you join most every uh, clubs that you can, but you got to be genuine. Uh, yeah. if, if, uh, you join something and, you know, are there only for the dinners to hand out business cards, people will pick up on that awful quick, but you show up and, uh, let's say it's for the, uh, the lions club where you're raising money for, uh, children that are either blind or, or have, have a, uh, a disability on the vision side. You know, you're out there when there, when there is a collection going on in the middle of, uh, winter. And you're standing on the corner or in front of a store and asking for people's change. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't have to be shy. You can ask, you be polite too, but uh, you know, if you try to be the, the leader in everything you do, you want to be the one that's going to make the most money for the, uh, for the uh, fundraiser. So, and then getting involved in a lot of charity. I, I sit on a lot of charity boards and do a lot of work like that, but it all comes back to giving back because you got a hand up somewhere along the line from, from people. And if you can do the same, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's a really good thing to do. And so I'll coach, uh, um, I'm currently not coaching, but I will next year because 
my nine-year-old grandson will be starting football. So I'll uh, dust off my coach's whistle and my coach's shorts and my cap, and I'll uh, be out on the fields for a little school called St. Regis. It's right next to Brother Rice High School, and I'll coach the uh, the fourth graders again. I'll start there, and I'll take them all through uh, through through eighth grade. So it's whatever you can get involved with that uh, genuine where you're uh, trying to help people and, uh, you know, the bonuses that uh, you can do a good job and it's fun to watch these kids. So if you can just give back to something like one of the coaches may have done for you along the way when you're playing for Central Michigan or you're playing for Bishop Poli or if you're playing for Guardian Angels grade school, you know, that's, that's the thing is if you can just give that person that little hand up that uh, really set you on the path to uh, to success. You always hope that uh, that's that's what you, that that's what you'd be able to do. It doesn't have to be 150 people. If you can just do it for one kid, if you can just get them to turn your head, because it you know at times you can go down the wrong path. And I had the uh, the people that uh, looked over my shoulder, maybe gave a tug on your ear. Yeah. Um, when 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 you're in high school, but you know they watched out for you. They cared about you. And so if you can. Uh, genuinely go out there and care about some other uh, some other uh, person to uh, to help them out. It's 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 a great thing. It's 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 why you were put here on earth. You know, you mentioned about the Lions Club. My dad was a lion. I just thought that meant that they sold light bulbs and Christmas trees. I didn't, <laughs> quite, know, I didn't quite know what that was all about, but now I do. But oh shoot, no, I yeah. Uh, I always look forward to those Lion Club picnics too, because I was you could go go and compete. You know, it was like, all right, this is like a track meet or something. But uh, <laughs> no, it, it's great. But uh, you know, I think that what you mentioned means uh, so much, and and you can tell by you know your generosity even to your alma mater, you know, Central Michigan University that. You know, it's one of the things I preach to our guys every single day is is our ability you know, to give up ourselves for the benefit of others. That's really what it's all about. And it is. Uh, and that's, uh, that's a huge lesson. You know, you mentioned, uh, get kind of getting back into coaching. You, you helped out a brother rice. I know a little bit, uh, in the past and now you've got uh, vested interest, uh, you know, more than <laughs> just, uh, you know, so how's it going to be coaching some of your own blood? <laughs> well, I've coached uh, both of my uh, both of my boys when they were yep. uh, playing. I never tried to be their direct coach. I uh-huh. just try to be in the area. So I'll be like a defensive coordinator because when you're coaching fourth graders, they can't really throw a pass. So you yep. get a couple of you get a couple of bookends to keep everything up the middle, and you just blitz your linebackers every play. <laughs> well, and, and I imagine some of those practices might be like herding cats. I don't know. It'll be it'll be pretty interesting. But no, that that's awesome. You know, you're uh, you know one of the things. You know, you 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 follow us and and obviously come to games. And I mean, how how was that for you as a football fan, and more than that, a, a Chippewa fan? last season i just kind of curious from a fan's perspective <laughs> it, it was it was very disappointing i so look forward to the fall and being able to be out there uh whether i'm in the stands or on the field and i just assume watch it from the sidelines that's that's where i feel the most uh, most comfortable 
uh, watching, but but not being able to to do that is it was uh, it was very hard uh, a hard thing, and I look forward to hopefully a season where we can uh, get back to uh, to normal. And uh, you know, I uh, whether if if I can be at the, uh, the the game, I'm at the game. So I'll be traveling to Missouri, Columbia. I'm picking up my uh, I'm taking my oldest boy, and we're driving down to Cincinnati, picking him up in Cincinnati, and then heading off to Columbia with another friend. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to, to, to being down there and watching the game because I like to watch in person. I, I, TV is fine, but uh, and going down to uh, Baton Rouge, I am looking forward to that uh, huge too. The, uh, the, one of the first uh, trips I took on the plane with the team was down to Oklahoma State, and I got to meet T. Boone Pickens at the stadium. Before he passed, and I met the the president of Oklahoma State too, and uh, to to turn that game around and 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 win that game, boy, what a what a joy that is! I've I, I, I've that would put put right up the top when I was playing and our own team was playing uh, and, and and winning a game in the last few uh, few seconds. There's nothing like it—a huge adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's great. Well, Tom, I I really appreciate it and uh and this is uh you coming on and obviously i just want to say again uh thank you for all the chip was here that that uh you know for your support and and the things that you do for us and and more importantly just giving back and giving of yourself uh for for those around us man it's 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 great and uh can't wait to see you down in missouri bud I got I got one one, one little last thing to, to say. There was a uh, a, um, a an article that we have on the the website, and it talks about some of the donors that have given. And there's a, a player I can't I don't know how to pronounce his last uh, last name, but he played back in the in the '94 era, back when uh, they won the uh, the the uh, the MAC and they won, they beat Michigan State twice. And he was talking about how his whole family had gone through uh, Central Michigan, and that, that uh, you know he, he has uh, kids that are going to Central Michigan now. They're going to be on the, the on the track team and such. But he said something that was uh, really, uh, really, really got to uh, to the heart of the matter. There are points in your life where you're going to be really busy when you're first starting out. You might be involved a lot with you know taking your kids to school and and constantly taking them to practice and stuff like that. And then as you grow older and you accumulate some wealth, you have time, it's time to give back. And, uh, and, and that's, that's the phases you go through. So when, uh, and Bill can, I said this, when he's talking about time, talent, and treasure, when you can't, don't have the time, you give the talent or you give the treasure and all, all, all vice versa and such. But, you know, it comes to a point where now's the time you're able to do something and then step up to the plate and help out because, you know, someone else did that to help, uh, help you out along the way. And it's, uh, you know, it, you can, you can see the rewards that are being given by stepping up to the plate and doing something like that. It's not like putting some money into a United foundation and, and not really knowing where it's going. You give a dollar, you know, where that dollar is going. It's going towards the program that you want to go to. It's, it's you give give some money to help feed the team. You know yeah. where that money's going, and you can appreciate because you know how hungry you were when uh, when you didn't have anything to to eat. And it's uh, you know Sunday afternoon, 
you know, they already fed you your meal at uh, noon and you're wondering what you're going to eat for dinner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and we're telling you to keep weight on. Yeah. Well, Tom, I really appreciate it. And those are great words to, to live by. And again, uh, thanks so much for what you do. And, uh, you know what, uh, the epitome of fire up chips, man. Thanks, Tom. Fire up chips, coach. All right, buddy. <laughs> We'll see you down there, Missouri. All right. Well, tough to find more of a Chippewa ambassador than Tom Grobel. Excellent to have him on, Coach, and you can hear his energy and uh, certainly thinking of him and and many others that are excited to get back and and see Chippewa football in person here in 2021. Well, and you can just tell. I mean, uh, you know, just, you know, his his idea of giving and – you know, his care for this place and, and what it's done for him. And, and uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's so good to see. I just want to thank him again. He's uh, He's been a great supporter of ours and has, has really helped this university and this program. And, and uh, I think really gave some good tidbits, you know, a little bit. Uh, and really, more importantly, things we can all live by. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really gave a broad perspective of uh, ways of life and obviously someone that has given back and is a reason. Part of that building is so nice that you and the coaches and the players and uh, just the students, faculty, anybody involved at Central Michigan come through and use it. Uh, he was a part of giving back. So that, that really means a lot, I know, to you and really just to the entire university. No, I think uh, you know, it's something I've, I've really stressed is – you know, uh, this, this to me is, is so much more than just a, a, a building. It's, it's about a direction. It's about a vision, and it's about a direction, a direction of constantly doing everything we can do to just get a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I think uh, this is kind of, a, to me, you know, just the beginning of what excellence is all about. And, you know, continuing to move forward is really what what we need to do as a university and the direction we're headed with the great leadership we have in Dr. Davies and, and Amy. So um, it it was great. The ribbon cutting was outstanding, and, and uh, it was really exciting to see those people, you know, who, who got involved and, and got behind us. Well, Coach, real quick, speaking of direction, uh, why don't you give us the direction of the football team and practice-wise and what you got on the agenda here this week, the final week without Chippewa football. That feels pretty darn good to say. No, it does. Uh, you know, my direction here is in the next three minutes I'm going into a team meeting, <laughs> all right? And uh, we're, uh, we're getting ready to kind of close camp and start to uh, – focus on our upcoming opponent and uh you know in doing that it's been a great camp and uh, i'm really excited about this team and and really the upcoming season in general um and and you know looking forward to that first home game after this road game and and uh you know what there's so much to be grateful for and uh i know our kids are excited about getting started well, Coach, how about this? We are going to skip the Coach Mac podcast next week because we're going to see each other in person and hopefully see the Chippewa fans in person. Our first Coach's Show returns next Thursday, September 2nd, 6 o'clock at Hunter's Ale House. 
And uh, what do you say we talk about the talk about the team, talk about that upcoming game, and just enjoy some food, some beverages with some of our favorite Chippewa fans? You know, I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think we'll bring maybe the coordinators down, give them an opportunity to, you know, talk about, you know, each side of the football a little bit as we uh, – get ready to hit the road and, and, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be a lot of people there enjoying a cold butter bud light from the Fabiano brothers. You know, I also heard rumors that, uh, our former center, uh, Bronca Teres will also be there as well. So the whole gang getting back together again, just like a regular fall. Well, you know, I tell you what, just, I, I, I think to, to quote a great movie, uh, you know, it's about getting the band back together. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's what they did in Blues Brothers, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm a soul man. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, Coach. Well, hey, you get to that team meeting, and uh, hey, right. Central Michigan football back next week. Enjoy this you week, know, and uh, can't wait for it. You know, you did you, you threw the soul man, but here's the last <laughs> thing I'll let people kind of think about, you know, that are listening. Uh-huh. When they were going up the elevator to pay the dues right there at the end, all right, they're in the elevator. And the one of the most covered songs ever was playing in the elevator. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about what that song was. I got to think about what that was. Yep, when they were going up the elevator. Because I... it's it, a fantastic song that so many people had covered uh, over the years. And, uh, you know, I can just, I, I can see it and listen to it and hear it right now as they were patiently waiting to go up that elevator to pay that tax bill. Oh, I don't know. I don't know it. Well, I think that's one that, that hopefully the listeners will think about and somebody will get it because, uh, and what, what, you know, that's one maybe we'll talk about at the radio show. How's that? Okay. That I, Listen, I found my homework for this week, uh-huh. Coach. Well, you got some more bus trips, I'm sure, with that baseball thing. So <laughs> maybe you just go ahead and download the Blues Brothers and listen to that Listen to that song. I'm just going to go ahead and put it on repeat. I'll, I'll listen and have it locked into my brain by the time we get to next Thursday. All right, buddy. All right, Coach. We'll talk it, to you man. then. And, uh, yeah, see you next week for game week. All right. Thanks. Have a great week.